Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas, Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out, right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! <laughs> Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps, an audio postcard from the fabulous Las Vegas Strip. I'm Stephen Maggi. You met him last week? We're talking about the intelligent and irreverent Dirk Vermin, who once had hosted the reality show Bad Ink on A&E. He is the owner of the Pussycat Tattoo Parlor in Vegas, and on today's show, Dirk talks more about his recent health challenges and his role as the leader of Hostile Talent, a popular punk rock band in Vegas. You'll also meet another local resident that's living out his dream, former racing superstar Gene Woods, the proprietor of Gene Woods Racing Experience, which has locations downtown and near the airport. And of course, we've got our regular features. Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com talks about that Vegas feeling you get when you're here and what could ruin that feeling. Brett Maley of Pawn Stars is back with his Vegas Art Minute. Today, Brett says that supply and demand is important to consider when purchasing art. Finally, the Wizard of Odds, also known as Michael Shackelford, is here. This week, Michael discusses those weird sports bets. You know, think about those things you see in the Super Bowl that get bet on at sports books all around town. You've got a really interesting life, and I think even kind of the health scare that you went through and kind of the way way you've come back from it, it's inspirational and it's important. And I think you bring a certain amount of class to the world of tattoo. I think people have this idea, and it's, it's and I guess there's reason for it in some places. Absolutely. But you go into like dirty places or see, it's, you go to uh, your place, and it's not like that. Yeah, Pussy, Pussycat is, is the, it's the only shop that I'm aware of that's like this. I have nine private rooms Kind of like this room we're sitting in. And then they just tattoo stuff on the walls in a sink, and that's it. All the rooms are about this size, and they're all private, and they're, uh, every single person that, that rents from me, it creates their own environment. There's no other shop like that. Most shops you go into, yeah. uh, it's, it's open floor, maybe pony walls at best, but, but mine is completely custom. It's an be- absolutely beautiful shop, and I'm very proud of that and proud of you know, what I... What I do, I understand the stigma. I remember when I first got into tattooing, my my father being outlaw profession and bikers and sailors yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and that and that was valid. That was the perception then. Now it's artists, and and when I so I, we're talking, I've been 22 years in the same location. Very first custom shop, and by custom I mean we draw for you, in the history of Las Vegas. Period. No one can dispute that. Most other shops are flash shops, and that's valid. You can pick something off the wall. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But in my shop, especially then, it was, it was unheard of because if you're drawing for a customer, you're not making money. If you pull right. it off the wall, they're gone by the time you would get the drawing done. Right. So it's, it was that kind of mentality that I was kind of uh, getting away from. But it's, it's great because, you know, you come here to Vegas for a great meal maybe you can't have back home. Well, you're also going to get the tattoo. If you're waiting and you want to do something wild, 
planet to come out here because this is going to be something nobody else is going to have. And it's going to be done by the best. I, I think that's really important. Yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, very, very proud of it. And in, in, in this town that seems to dismiss almost everything and throw it away, I've been in the same location 22 years. And that's unheard of. No, I mean, right, it means something. So you've seen, you've kind of seen Vegas in those 22 years has had some big changes, you know, over that time. Yeah, yeah, we we all made a lot more money 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) It's oversaturated, oversaturated market. You know, we always try to find the best of Vegas. We love, you're, you're our tattoo guy, no question. Do you work with some of like, some of the, the hairstylists or some here that people fly in from all the world, uh, designers, that kind of thing. Do you work with them sometimes where they know to say if somebody wants that to send them to you or vice versa? Uh, you, you mean hairst- hairstylist? Well, or? either a hairstylist. Or, it could be anything Vegasy, like we're something the best, you know, or the only in Vegas. Yeah, yeah I, I would say you know that, that's more like a friend, a friendly thing. Yeah. And, and the tattoo world is very uh, clickish and small. You know, everyone kind of knows each other. And yeah. so uh, my good friend, uh, Oliver Peck, who runs, uh, uh, he out in Dallas there, uh, amazing, uh, Elm Street Tattoo. Um, and he's on the show uh, Ink Masters, you know, mm-hmm. and he's just, but he used to always send me his cover-up work, yeah. you know, <laughs> from worldwide, you know, and he'd go, man, the only guy I know that can do that is Dirk, man. You got to go down there, you know, <laughs> and he's and he's great. So that's. There's a respect there, you know, and, and certainly he's gone through the television thing uh, and still going through it. I think that might be one of the only shows that's still on the air. But, uh, you know, much respect for guys like that. You know, people come, they, they see you, and they, these are high-end tattoos on you. Mine, mine are not. They're just a lot of them. Really? I paid okay. $150 for this You're entire- kidding. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good. <laughs> well, my, don't, don't look at my tattoos too closely. <laughs> I'm the mechanic whose car doesn't run, trust me. <laughs> you are too honest, you know okay. that? <laughs> yeah. my, my first wife said that, too. <laughs> Let's talk about your daughter, because mm. I think that's really cool that she's getting in the business. I mean, was that something you kind of encouraged? No, never, not at all. My, both my daughters grew up in the parlor. I mean, literally, because yeah. I, I built that parlor before I, had, I even had children. And so Jasmine's not very artistic, and she's in college right now. She's at mm-hmm. NAU. Phenomenal kid. She's a biology major, smarter than I'll ever be. <laughs> you know, both my children are better than I'll ever be, but but they're they're good kids, and I give uh, my ex wife amazing credit. She's an incredible mother. She did all the heavy lifting. I took him out for pizza and patted myself on the back. I, go, <laughs> I am a good father. Look at this! Wow, wow, extra pepperoni for you. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah. just, uh, at Disneyland next. Oh my God! You, I am a great father. You know, and then my meanwhile, my ex wife's doing everything else. You know, and people are like you're such a good father. I'm like, uh, yeah. you, you kind of feel like a fraud. I hate to to be that way but it, it kind of feels that way but um but yeah, you so, gotta feel like you must have done something right because the, well, she wants you know, to do what you do ridiculously honest with my children mm-hmm. um maybe too honest i don't i don't mean like you know friends but but i i just uh i'm not a typical father by any mean means and so with tiger lily being artistic from day one she couldn't help but be absorbed especially in the in the tattoo parlor and so I think, because I never, ever wanted to push her into tattooing. Tattooing can be a rough business, especially for a female. And now mm-hmm. with uh, the market being so oversaturated, like I said, she's competing. And now there's tons of female artists. She's competing with a lot when she finally gets going. But, you know, she has my legacy and she'll have yeah. my shop and some protection there. What do you and, tell her? I mean, what kind of things does she need to do in your idea, in your mind, to uh, differentiate herself? 
Uh, well, she she's a phenomenal freehand artist and can and look at anything. She's a better artist than I was at her age. You know, she she's really incredible. So I think she'll do well. And she she's been in the industry, so to speak, long enough to to see what artists have done to know what she needs to do. But she also needs to be told what she needs to do. In a moment, you'll hear more from Dirk Vermin, former star of Bad Ink on A and E, and the owner of the Pussycat Tattoo Parlor. Time now, once again, for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. We've been talking to Scott about Vegas perceptions, specifically that Vegas sometimes can present two bills. Think about that. One with the total cost listed, the other with breakdowns which show you resort fees, venue fees, and more. There'll be a certain service charges that have no explanation whatsoever. And... It's insulting. I think a lot of people look at it like, hey, I'm dropping a few hundred bucks here. It's insulting my intelligence. Why don't they just, like you said, the, the concept of the two bills, I'd much rather get the shorter bill. Even if it's the same amount, it just feels different. Yep, it's absolutely the feeling that you get. It's the feeling that you get when you land in town. It's the feeling when you land in Hawaii and some beautiful woman puts a layer around your neck. That's an experience that already sets you on course to have a great time. When you get to Vegas, now you're having to deal with a taxi who might long haul you. You might get to your hotel. There's a two-hour wait to get. So the service things and feelings and emotions and that surprise and delight, the, these uh, big casino companies, it's tough for them because a lot of times those are hard costs uh, for them, for staff. And, and But they all contribute to the experience. It's something Vegas has always been great at, but over time it's... It's that uh, feeling that it really can be traced back to the fact that gambling is not making the revenue it did because when, when gambling was the prime and really really the only driver of revenue, it paid for everything. It paid for the parking, the shows, the dinners, everything was comp because gambling was paying for it. Well, as gambling revenue has gone down, well, they've got to figure out some other way to, they they got a balance sheet and they've got shareholders to keep happy, these big companies. So it, it's not easy, but it absolutely has to be a focus on the experience. Scott will be back again next week. Remember to check out VitalVegas.com every day. When it comes to Vegas, nobody knows it better. It also has beautiful photos that show you what you're actually going to get when you go to some of those great restaurants around town. In a moment, you'll hear more from Dirk Vermin, former star of Bad Ink on A&E and the owner of the Pussycat Tattoo Parlor. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Dirk Vermin, former star of Bad Ink and the owner of the Pussycat Tattoo Parlor. Is part of that too, like where you see somebody's going to put it on, depending on what their various characteristics are, and it's an interesting idea, I wouldn't put it there, I'd put it somewhere else. I mean, does that come up? Well, and that's what you're supposed to do. That's our, that's our job. We are the professional. And, and if I feel something's a bad idea regardless of what it is. I mean, because there, there's a lot of tattoos I won't do that most tattoo artists would do. Something like a cancer ribbon. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a horrible tattoo because uh, I'm sorry your mom died from cancer. Well, thank God you put it on your arm and you can look at it every day to remind you that your mom died from cancer. Oh, and you put the date there. How nice for you. Wow, you're having such a good day. Oh, my mom died from cancer. I forgot about that. Oh, that's awesome. 
it's a tribute to cancer. It's not a tribute to her mother. It's a tribute to the disease that killed her. So me feeling that way, as soon as I say that out loud, it, every, everyone goes, oh, my God, I never thought of it that way. Right. Well, no one does, because if you get on Pinterest, then look up cancer ribbons, there's a thousand people with great cancer ribbons who love them. But as soon as I say that, it changes your, your mindset. And I go, how about instead of memorializing the death, we celebrate the life? And it's, and it's just one little sentence that, 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 that makes people get, think of something else. So, and, and, and having some understanding of, of the, the psychology of tattooing, which I, there's a, the book that I'm pretending to write, it actually has a lot of that in there. There's a, a, a small part of it about the psychology of it. Um, because it's knowing what people are going through, knowing what people want. If I don't take the higher ground and, and, and give them a better direction then shame on me if it's, just, if it's just about the money. And if it was just about the money, I'd just point at your tattoo laugh and charge you a bunch of money, and, and then we'll be right back after this commercial. You know what I mean? Right. And I could have sold out then. So, you know, yeah, financially, I'm a horrible person. I, 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 did, I didn't take anything that show did and, and capitalize on it. Not anything, but I Matter got my... pride, right? But, I, yeah, I got my integrity back, and that's right. what it was about. I needed that. So... You know, a tattoo artist, especially anyone that's been doing as long as me or, or, or longer, you have the knowledge. So people need the guidance when they come in. And then sometimes, having said all that, which is very noble, it's just a tattoo. And I don't feel like arguing with you. And the guy down the street's going to get this, the same money I'm going to get. And guess what? My power bill is to do just like his is. And where do you want it? Your boyfriend's name? Sounds good. <laughs> you know? Okay. Jeff Foxworthy has this bit about... So- talks about tattoos. He goes, some of these tattoos of these girls get this cute little dolphin 20, 30 years from now ends up being a whale. <laughs> ah, well, you know. So, I mean, do you kind of look at that and kind of think of it for the long haul? I mean, does that come into the there, play? There, there's certain tattoos that uh, you put in certain areas, so knowing that they're going to age. And we all get bigger around the middle, and we all, right. you know, that's just, that's just life. You know, so maybe not put your portrait of your parent, parents on your belly or something <laughs> like that. So there, there's certain areas where, where tattoos are. But if you think about it as, because I, I remember the criticisms for years, years ago, it, people would say, you know, well, how are you going to feel when you get older? Um, I go, I guess I'll be the coolest grandpa on the block, you know. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, I'm at Starbucks and the woman's got a neck tattoo and she's 22. Whereas it was when I got a neck tattoo, which, you know, was 22 years ago, that was a dangerous thing to do because you would, it, it's your, you can't hide it. Right, and so it was a very bold thing, and now you got people are getting facial tattoos like it's nothing. It, it's it's changed so much, you know. It really, it's really has. has. And, and quite frankly, the tattoo is acceptable even in the business world. Where yeah, at one yeah. time, you know, you had to do something where you could hide it. Yeah, well, yeah, you, millionaires with tattoos. I'm sorry, basketball players with tattoos. <laughs> Isn't this sports radio? Okay, <laughs> I wore my sports shirt even. So like there that. You go. <laughs> Let's talk a little about the music because that's really a part of your life, and you've been doing yeah. it for a while. The Hostile Talent. Yeah, Dirk Vermin, The Hostile Talent. It's my solo project. Uh, put a, a record out last year called Sweet Dreams from the Gutter. Uh, the, literally the finest record I've done in 30 years. And, and I, I should have brought him there for you, but uh, I'll bring it back another time. We hear you on YouTube yeah. all the time, and people are surprised at how good it is because they kind of, I tell people, they think it's a goof. And I go, no, no, you no, got to go in there way before. I did that yeah. before tattooing. I, I, was, I put my first record out uh, when I was 19, 20. You know, and this is in the 80s. Yeah, I think, yeah, my first record was 1987. How would you yeah. uh, describe that music? I, I was trying to think about that before, but I'll let you do it. How well, would you I mean, describe it's, it? It's, it's, it's very much like classic punk rock. I would yeah. say, like, okay. not so, not like hardcore, like, like uh, 
uh, you know, super, super fast. It, it's more melodic. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, like, you know, somewhere between the Ramones and the Misfits and, and that kind of Good thing. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, you know, and so. Um, you played the bowling, right? Punk rock bowling. Yeah, we, we did yeah. that last year. My, yeah, my goal after, after the stroke. Uh, we were hired for punk rock bowling, which is a big deal. We were literally the yep. only local band, period, on punk rock bowling. That's a that's a great and, festival. And actually. so yeah, it was amazing. And yeah, we were, I mean we played with some heavyweights. And so um, my goal after the hospital, excuse me, was to get to punk rock bowling. And so uh, literally a week before I had I had my uh, punk rock bowling was on the twenty seventh, and I had my the major doctor's appointment on the 21st that were going to tell me if I was going to be okay because I, I could not, I couldn't get my heart rate up. Really? Um, you know, so there was a fear of me being on stage literally. And so the doctors were like, you cannot be on stage. You can't get the adrenaline because yeah. they were, they, they thought that the clot was going to leave and then stroke me out. My doctor was very clear. He goes, if the clot leaves, it's aneurysm, heart attack, complete stroke or death. He goes, those are your four choices. Period. Now what you want to hear. Yeah. That's those are, those like, are bad four. Oh. Yeah, 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 and there's and so I was living in in bubble wrap, you know, yeah. practically, and not getting my heart rate up, and not I couldn't exercise. My my muscles were atrophied. Well, that's got to be hard awful. for a guy like you too, because yeah. you lived with you know adrenaline oh, yeah, flowing I, I, all the time. I lived, yeah, three hours a night. I got ADHD like crazy, and so my it's funny because my ADHD was battling with my heart, who has now been slowed down by all the pills I'm on. Yeah, and and more normally I'm I'm, I'm this normally, yeah. and I'm like. <clears throat> Yeah, are we going to watch Netflix tonight? <laughs> Can I get a soda water with lime? You know, I was just like, oh, God, this oh, do you life. See, yeah, do you yeah. look like in the mirror sometimes when that was going on and going, what's the point of this? I, <laughs> I, I hated it. You know, I, yeah. I, I put on a happy face, especially for my wife who, who, who yeah. saved me and, and it was amazing. But uh, at, at, I would literally look in the mirror just going, what, what have I done? This is awful. We'll have more in just a moment with Dirk Verman, leader of the punk rock group Hostile Talent, as well as the former star of Bad Ink on A&E and the owner of the Pussycat Tattoo Parlor. Time now for your Vegas Art Minute with Brett Maley, art appraiser from the TV show Pawn Stars and the co-owner of Art Encounter. And when you see the you know one out of 500 or one out of 50 or whatever... That makes a real big difference, right? I mean, the less that are out there, just like everything else, the more valuable. Is that right? Sure, absolutely. And art is very much, in, in many respects, a commodity like anything else, and supply and demand is going to affect its value. So, yes, if you have a limited edition print, it's better to have an, a limited edition of 50 versus a, a limited edition of 50,000 because that means 49,999 other versions of your same print are floating around out there. So the good news is about you know uh, Picasso and other masters, they usually kept their editions very exclusive. They weren't in the business of making art a commodity that it is today where you'll see thousands and thousands of prints out there and they're cranked out by a press. These were actually handcrafted individually by the individual artisans. You can visit Art Encounter on your next trip to Vegas, and if you mention Vegas Never Sleeps, they'll send a limo to your hotel to pick you up. We'll have more in just a moment with Dirk Verman, leader of the punk rock group Hostile Talent, as well as the former star of Bad Ink on A&E and the owner of the Pussycat Tattoo Parlor. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network. This is Justin Shando, the 2010 Ultimate Elvis Tribute Artist. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Now, 
let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Today's show is brought to you in part by the Orleans Hotel and Casino, the best deal in Vegas. Great rooms, great dining, incredible prices. Call for reservations or make them online at orleanscasino.com. You are listening to Dirk Vermin, the former star of Bad Ink on A&E, the owner of the Pussycat Tattoo Parlor, as well as the leader of the punk rock group Hostile Talent. Well, it's got to be scary because yeah. you go through that once. I'm thinking you're always thinking, uh-oh, you know, yeah. no matter what. On the other hand, though, man, every day is a gift, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, for sure. So. And you're yeah. a positive guy, basically. Oh, without all doubt, stuff. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was crack- literally a, a, an hour after my stroke, I'm cracking jokes. Yeah. You know, I, I just I remember waking up because I, I went into a coma in, in the hospital. And then when I came out of it, so get ready to bleep. <laughs> when I came out of it, I literally just let out the biggest... <laughs> and I, because I, I couldn't speak, I was paralyzed, yeah. everything. And so when I came out, and every, and then there, there's 15 people in the room, a bunch of doctors, yeah. nurses, and my wife looks, she goes, he's, he's back, he's fine, yeah. he's fine. You know, because she was beating on my chest, don't, don't you die, don't you die. Wow. Yeah, it, it was crazy. And so then a couple of days later, and and people I, always yeah. always ask when yeah. you go through a coma. Was do you, is there anything you remember of it all? That just strictly was gone for that period. Yeah, of time. I didn't see my dead grandmother. You yeah, know. nothing like Th- that. There was no you light. Hope that's yeah. going to happen, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, and I'm not, I'm not a very religious person by any means, but but it certainly, uh, my wife said you had an out of body experience. I said no, I had a trapped in my body experience. I could hear and and feel, yeah. but I couldn't like feel physical. But I could feel cold. And I could hear voices, but I was trapped. I couldn't open my eyes. I was completely paralyzed. It was the, the one of the, the the craziest things I've ever experienced in my in my entire life. You know, and then my speech. Oh my God! So I'll, you'll you'll kind of hear me trip up a little bit. Not, you not sound too great. Much. I don't I don't hear yeah. any of it to be honest with but, you. But but in the beginning, a yeah. lot of stuttering. Not I could pointing. Frustrate you know, the hell oh, out of you. It was t- yeah, because I'm a talker, man. Right. I, I'll talk all day. So it's it, it was very hard to not communicate. I think my wife was happier that I shut my mouth for a while. I'm like, oh, good. I like him. I like him like this. You know, we got some rules yeah. now. Yeah, like, ah, <laughs> through those. Yeah. So anyway, so where do we go from here? Obviously, you got a lot of life left. Well, you I got have, the book coming, right? Yeah, the, the book I'm going to try to finish by the end of the year, and, and that's kind of my focus for next year. This year is the 20th anniversary of my parlor, mm-hmm. which we're doing October 5th. And that's going to be uh, at my parlor. We're going to have an art show, and then uh, some bands are playing, mine included, uh, at the Double Down. And so that's a big celebration of 20 oh, yeah. years. Um, I'm going to write a, a new album. I'm not sure if it's going to be Hostile Talent or what I'm going to do, but I'm going to try to work on an album, another album by the end of the year. I have a great concept. It's called Diablo Blanco. You know, and and just it's 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 a it's a really really it's gonna be yeah. a really really fun album. Um, and so that's you know music wise, and then the Dead Dolls are just we're just having a blast, just playing music. So uh, Hostile Talent doesn't play as, as often because the guys mm-hmm. are in so many other bands, but uh, Dead Dolls plays almost weekly. And, and we'll, that's that's like a passion to you, right? Oh yeah, I yeah I need to play. It, it, you know, with, without drugs in my system, outside of you know Coumadin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was never like a drug guy, but right. I, I just uh, my drug was 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 playing in music and stuff. That would kind of my release, I guess, is a better way to put it. That's well, we got to get you back when you have the book, so we'll definitely sure. plan that for next year. In the meantime, though, we want to come by. Where do we find John Lyons? So we can find out where uh, well, we if, are. If, if you go to DirkFerman.com, there's a link for everything. But mm-hmm. if you go to Instagram or Facebook, it's just at Dirk Vermin. Very simple. Just just search me, and that's actually me. For a while, it wasn't you know during, yeah. during network days, but uh, and I don't post as much as I should. But I certainly 
Uh, you can find me there. But every, everything's a link on DirkFerman.com. And so, if you're coming for a tattoo, come out to the Pussycat. I mean, absolutely, yeah. PussycatVegas.com as well, and that's a great shop celebrating our 20 year anniversary. Yeah, 20 years in yeah. a tattoo parlor—that's a long time for a tattoo parlor. Sure. They come and go. You, you see, and I'll be you there. Know. I'll be there another 20, and then I should be square with the IRS by then. So we're good. <laughs> Thanks so much, Dad. Oh, man, that joke really, hurt. Really appreciate that. Yeah, those, yeah that does hurt. <laughs> I and feel accurate, for you. And accurate. Yeah. Thanks a lot. We really My pleasure. Having Thank you, guys. If you're into thrills besides getting tattoos, when you get to Vegas, you can always go racing. We're always on the lookout for a fun place for your kids to play and so forth. And for you to go have some fun. Not everything is just gambling and nightlife and so forth. Great place in downtown, just opened here. It's been around town for a while, but this is the second location now. Gene Woods Experience, racing experience. And Gene Woods is a guy that knows sports, knows fast things. He's a motorcycle champion and then a car champion for a while. Gene, this just was, I guess, a, na- a natural finish to your career is to open up something like this and kind of open up the second side where you can kind of share your love of speed. Yeah, well, don't throw me in the trash yet. I'm not done racing. Might go back, but uh, no, absolutely. It's it's how I grew up, and this is uh, it is. It's my way of sharing my life with people, and the thrill that you get from racing, and and that's what makes us different. We actually let you race here. You line up, and it's green to checker. Just like I mean, it is a real race. We even give you a trophy and a trophy girl at the end. Now it's a go kart, but it's more than you just did what you think of as a go kart back from the day. Kind of explain what they're gonna what they're gonna do. First of all, who can run in this? Who can drive these? Anybody that's 12 years old or older and four foot six or taller. And the reason being is you have to be able to reach the controls. So what kind of vehicles are these? Because I was watching, ain't you pretty fast out here? Yeah, these are actually Bowman race carts made in England, and these are the electric version of them. And they're responsive, amazing. I mean, if you know anything about Teslas and how they respond, well, this is the go-kart version of a Tesla. So somebody comes in, they pay, do you give them some instruction before they go out there? Or how does, how does the process work? Absolutely. You come in and you watch an instructional video that's about three and a half minutes long that just goes over the basics of it. And then we do a little verbal instruction before you go out. And all the cars are monitored. We have a remote shutdown on them. So if somebody gets in trouble, we can, we can turn them off or shut them down. Yeah, and that's, of course, really important. I imagine you might get an occasional person that tries to bend a little of some of the rules. But by and large, uh, it takes away all the fun of it anyway, and you can stop that. No, absolutely. Some people think that they're in bumper cars, and, and that's not the case here. We're here to race and not, not just ram each other because uh, they're fairly expensive equipment, and, and it is dangerous. Well, this is great for kids, too, because, you know, there's a lot to do, and, of course, downtown is a great place anyway. But this is just kind of a fun thing, and it's a little different for Las Vegas. Now, this is a new location for you. What made you move to uh, downtown? Well, uh, having the ability to get a location on Fremont Street was something pretty phenomenal for us. And this type of business, you know, there's 20-some million people that go down Fremont Street a year. And if we can capitalize that and expose our business to them, that's a huge advantage to us. And you have another location. Where's that? It's over by the airport, isn't it? Absolutely. It's right next to the airport. You can actually sit there and complete view of the strip and watch the airplanes land. And it's a 3 8 mile elevation changed outdoor track. Um, it's really a phenomenal facility. The thing that it is is you have to deal with the heat when you're over there during the summer and it's hot. So that's what's make this one so nice. And this is a little different situation. You, kids are into drifting or sliding sideways nowadays. These carts actually slide sideways here. So that's that's the fun of it. Wow, and that's uh, something you got to get used to. I imagine the first time you drift a little bit like that, it can be a little scary. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, the natural thing to do is panic, 
right? But uh, you know, learn to learn to handle that, and it's a real advantage in your everyday life. You're driving a car, and you've got to miss somebody on the freeway. Your car gets a little sideways, and you have that experience. More with Gene Woods, the man behind Gene Woods Racing, with locations in downtown Las Vegas and adjacent to the airport, in just a few minutes. Time now for statistician, actuary, and expert in gaming odds and probabilities, the Wizard of Odds, Michael Shackelford. Obviously, like football, for example, you can bet during the season and everybody understands odds. But like Super Bowl where some of these events come in, there's all these goofy uh, things. Who's the first guy to score? Who's going to win the coin toss or whatever? Is that something people should stay away, away from unless they just want to have fun and they don't really care? Yeah, it's funny you ask that. Is I have analyzed Super Bowl prop bets to death. And I used to bet very large amounts of money on the Super Bowl prop bets. And... I have what I call on my website a Super Bowl prop bet calculator. It's getting a little bit data, dated, so I wouldn't trust it too much. But it has. But you can just put in a point spread and a total, and it'll tell you what I think the fair line should be on like a hundred different props, like team to score first, will the first score be a touchdown, under three and a half field goals, all that kind of stuff. But if unless you're going to do your homework and know something about the odds, I would recommend staying away from those prop bets because they typically have 30 cent juice and whereas you could get 20 cent just betting against the spread but if you must bet prop bets here's some very good and simple advice bet unders for example under three and a half field goals under five and a half touchdowns under 30 and a half total first downs under 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 and if it's a simple bet on something to happen or not like Will there be a safety? Will Peyton Manning throw an interception? Bet the no. So bet on things not to happen. The Wizard will be back again with more on football wagering next week. More with Gene Woods, the man behind Gene Woods Racing, with locations in downtown Las Vegas and adjacent to the airport in just a few minutes. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. Hi, this is Andy Martello, Las Vegas entertainer, award-winning author, voice of the Las Vegas Aviators, and generally tired human being. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Gene Woods, the legendary racing star and owner of Gene Woods Racing. Yeah, so this is a good place to go. And again, kids can pick this up pretty fast, right? It's not like a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, you know, it's easy enough to get on there. They're really not putting their lives in danger or anything like that. No, no, and it's a great place to learn the basics. I mean, here's the gas, and here's the brake, and here's how you steer the thing. When it gets sideways, this is what you do. So, yeah, it's a great learning tool for, uh, for people learning to drive even anything. Well, yeah, and it's interesting. So if you experience both tracks, you really you almost need to go to both places because they're kind of different experiences. This is like a shorter track, right? And, of course, you say it's indoors. The other place out there, let's take weather out of the equation. There's two different experiences, though. No, absolutely. One, the other track you really don't slide on. This track you slide. The other track's uh, probably 15 miles an hour faster than this track. Um, 
Although this track, you feel like you're flying here. So, I mean, if you can imagine going 20 miles an hour in the parking lot and turning left, that's what it's like. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a little sports car here that can do amazing things handling, and the other one's more a speed thing, right, if I understand you right? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a larger road course with elevation changes and bank corners, so uh, it's more of a real racetrack experience, you know, like if you were driving a miniature Formula One deal. Any special equipment needed for this? No, we supply everything. You come here and we supply you with a helmet, a head sock, uh, neck collar, seat belts. You just uh, come here with a good attitude and race. Motorcycles and cars, which did you prefer? I mean, I know you, you kind of got your start, right? It was a motorcycles, correct? Well, I, I grew up racing motorcycles. I was Honda's test rider when I was 10 years old, and then I made my living and fed my family racing motorcycles, and then later into race cars. Uh, you know, you can just only, the body can only take so much racing motorcycles, and about 35 years, you know, I was done a little bit sooner than that. So it was, it was a natural evolution into race cars. Was it just a love of speed and so forth? I mean, you've been in this all your life. Did you, were you just kind of naturally drawn to it? No, it was a fear of getting a regular job. So, but no, I mean, that's what I knew and that's what I loved. And, and uh, that's, you know, you kind of stick with what you know. And if you're fortunate enough to be able to make a living doing what you love, it doesn't get any better than that. Now, what's the reaction been so far? I know you just opened uh, downtown here. I imagine you must be excited having Circa moving in and so forth. This place is only going to get more exciting and more people and so forth. Oh, absolutely. The, we're getting a great response off the people that know that we're back here. I mean, we're, we're 100 feet off of uh, Fremont Street, so we have to direct the people back here. So we're putting all our marketing in place right now. But the people that have found us have had nothing but great things to say, and they all get out of here with a smile on their face. You're in the Neapolis building, which was before movie theaters. It's really kind of nice to see businesses such as yours in here kind of bring a new excitement to this part of town again. No, absolutely. And this building is, is having a resurgence. Uh, it's basically completely leased, 98% leased right now. There's uh, Cat's Meow up in the front. Ken Henderson is doing Notoriety Theaters upstairs, which is, I believe, about 80,000 square feet. We're in here. Uh, they've done something with the other side of the building. There's a new uh, structure going in. Um, I can't even think of all the things that they're doing here. But I, basically, all the space is leased, and they're talking about another huge project here. So it's going to be going to be phenomenal here in the next year or so. Yeah, and it's really exciting because for a while there was fear that this was going to be wasted space. I mean, all of a sudden, it's unusual in Las Vegas to see things not succeed, and when they do, of course. They close here. <laughs> no, absolutely. You're easily replaced. Like in a race car, the easiest thing to fix and replace is the driver. So, you know, that's how buildings work here in Vegas. Well, let's tell folks what they can do because this is really a lot of fun. First, the, the spot here on Fremont Street. Obviously, everybody knows how to get to Fremont Street. Do, is it good to get a reservation or how does that, how does that work if somebody wants to add this to their uh, list of things they must do? You just come down here and sign up, and if there's a long wait, we text you when it's uh, 15 minutes prior to your race. So it's, it's at it. You can go cruise around on Fremont Street, but right now you, you come in and you'll probably be a pretty short line to get in here, and you'll get right out there. And I know the location near the airport, uh, you're going through some changes there, uh, just some remodel and stuff, but you're going to be open real soon. Is that correct? Yeah, September 15th is our reopening, so we're only you know, a few days away. What do you tell people that want to race in the heat like that? Uh, you better be prepared for it, right? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'll stay here in the office. That's what I tell them. No, I mean, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, keep hydrated. Uh, and then the majority of our customers are, are tourists that come from out of town. They've already booked the, 
already booked the tickets and they want to fit it in their daily schedule, whatever they're doing, and, and they just withstand the heat. And I, we really don't get that many complaints. And we have fresh water there, bottles of cold water waiting for them when they're done. And, you know, it's not, not a deal where we're not trying to sell them water. We hand them water and we, we take care of them. We don't want anybody to – we're there to give them a good time. That's what it is. You don't want to miss it. Gene Woods racing experience, a lot of fun. And where do we go online to find out a little bit more before we come out here? You go to Go Karts Las Vegas. That's G O K A R T S Las Vegas dot com. We will. Hey, thanks so much, Gene. Thank you. Thank you very much. Time now to chat with our good friend Matt Leos, former SOM over at Delmonico's and one of our experts on the Vegas Good Life, which is also available as a podcast on our website, VegasNeverSleeps.com. What about the Lucky Dragon, which no longer exists? Yeah. They brought in some high-end, really authentic Chinese food. I mean, this that was dim sum there was the best I'd ever had. So why didn't that work? I, I really, I don't know. I don't know why that didn't work. I think maybe the location, I don't know. It would be speculation. And, and I guess part of it was it was aimed at an Asian audience, particularly the, the, big, the big gamblers. And from what I understand is they'd go and eat the food and then they'd go back to the win or the every Venetian or whatever. I, I probably walked in there a handful of times. And every time I was in there, I never saw more than five or six people in the casino gambling. Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a was, bad sign. Yeah, it's not a good sign. Um, it's unfortunate and it's a bummer to see Pearl. I think it was called Pearl. The uh, dim sum restaurant there go away. Um, I hope something like that comes back. Thanks, Matt. When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do. And I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas, but by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. It's a lot of fun. The staff there is incredible. Really unique Las Vegas experience. So you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. Next week, you'll meet prolific sports writer and author Rob Mish. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all the social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Have a great weekend. This is Stephen Mangy reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Vegas, here we go! The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, where the action is hot and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, and just minutes from the airport. Book online and save at orleanscasino.com. This is How You Vegas.